Welcome back to Home Inspector Training. I am Garth Haslam, also known as the Home Medic. It's good to have you on board. The subject today, we're going to be talking about garages. Got a few different segments to cover here. In this particular segment, I want to talk about garage doors themselves. Obviously a key component in any garage and one that you're going to want to be certainly up to speed on so you can take care of the customer. I did spend a number of years actually as a home inspector where nobody had trained me on this stuff and it took me a while to figure some of this stuff out. Garage doors being a classic example of one of them. All of this stuff is going to help you become a better inspector and have your clients be much better protected and have them appreciate you more and all of that of course results in higher inspection fees more referrals, and then you don't have to do any marketing. It's awesome once you get there. So garage doors, the first thing I want to talk about is the door itself, and then I'm going to talk about the opener in this segment. Now, the first thing, obviously, as you're inspecting a garage door is you want to take a look at it. Has it been hit? Does it look like it's been torn? There was an inspection I did a large number of years ago where it was fiberglass, and as I raised that garage door, it was suffering. It was banging and popping, and, and it did have some tears in it, and I failed to get that in my home inspection report, and it cost me the client. Not only did I not serve my home buyer well, but it cost me the realtor who had been referring me, so I don't even want to know how many thousands of dollars that simple omission cost me. The first thing you want to do is just make sure that the door goes up and down and make sure that there's no obvious issues with the condition of the door itself. The noise level can help as well. If that thing, like I say, is banging and popping and sounding like World War Nine, you're going to have something to write up there. I want you also to pay attention to the hinges. Now, hinges are going to be the rollers. Let's call them the rollers instead. So those rollers are going along and quite often if they haven't been lubricated, and of course you can do that with WD-40 or any one of a thousand other materials, they're also going to squeal and the more they squeal, the more that's an indication of the amount of work that the garage door opener has to put forth to get that door up and down. The more work it does, it's harder on the garage door, it's harder on the opener, and it's harder on the connections in between. Everything ages when those hinges are suffering and have to be pushed rather than rolled. You want to pay attention to those hinges as well. Make sure that as the door does its function, it goes up and down, that you're not getting hinges that are actually trying to come out of the track. Get any of that sort of stuff happening, certainly need to write it up. All this belongs in what I call the $10 fix and the $10,000 fix category. It's much easier to hit something with WD-40 or a lubricant like that than have everything fall down and come apart and burn down because the maintenance wasn't done. Now that's the garage door itself. And one of those things that is a gray area for me, I tell people that I try not to notice what is not pretty, you know, that I'm there for substantive issues that are functional in nature as opposed to a prettiness problem. And that sounds great, but sometimes you get into a gray zone. For example, let's say that grandma 
was backing out of the garage and the garage door was still closed. Now she has damaged the panels. Maybe the hinges are suffering. Who knows what is suffering, but you've got dents and bulges and stuff like that. Maybe the door still functions and so it passes the functionality test, but it's unpretty. What you do is you make sure that the client is aware of that so that you are covered. You don't want them to call you a week later and say, um, you missed the door, it was damaged, and now I expect you to replace it. You know, maybe in your report you just actually make a note without calling it a deficiency to prove that you saw the door ding. Now, obviously, the ding can be anywhere from tiny to the whole door has been trashed. And so you just make a note of that. That's always a judgment call, and it's one of a thousand judgment calls that you're going to be making as part of any and every home inspection. Next thing you're going to want to do is you're going to want to take a look at the opener itself. Sometimes it's obvious to see one of the old openers. They're smaller. They look ancient. Sometimes you have parts that have been removed and not put back on. In any case... It needs to be safe. Well, let me go through this the way I actually do the inspection. I'll tell them that I need them to run the door up and down for me a few times, and then they get it. So they'll run it down, and the first thing I'll do is I'll put my arm in the way and just provide about 50 pounds of resistance to that door. If it keeps going down, that's a pressure fail. The reason why that's important is because... If I offer about that much resistance and the door keeps going down, then that means it could easily crush a child or a pet or a belonging or a car, whatever the case may be. You want that pressure sensor to be functional so that things don't get damaged and kids don't end up in the hospital. That's the first one. Then we run it back up. I have it run it back down again. The next thing that I do is I step in the way of the photo sensors and I make sure that it reverses then you know sometimes and it can get kind of funny at the inspections that I do Joe homeowner rather than place the photo sensors at the base where they belong I've seen them actually mounted on the walls or actually on the ceiling one inch away from each other facing each other so that they don't have the photo sensors get in the way of the operation of the garage door of course you would want to write that up and that would be a high priority safety issue the photo sensors are an important part of the safety equipment on any garage door and if the door you're looking at does not have them or if they're not functional you absolutely need to write that up sometimes those will be difficult because maybe the sun hits them in the just the right way and so they don't want to allow the door down All those sorts of things need to be written up as part of your report, that they need to be cleaned or adjusted. Now, the idea with the photo sensors is you've got these little lights that shine across from one rail to the other. If they see each other, then they know everything's good. If something crosses that beam, i.e. Fido or Little Johnny, then you've got a dangerous situation. And at that point, the photo sensors need to tell the door to reverse, and then everybody's safe and happy. So you need to make sure those things are there and functional. 
Now the door goes back up again because I've tested the photo sensor. And the next thing that happens is that we're running it back down and I'm going to be pulling the disengage chain. Usually that's a rope. Usually it's a red rope. And it needs to be accessible to any adult. What this does is it disengages the garage door from the opener and allows a person to disengage the door from the opener, open up the garage, get their car out in the event of an electrical outage. Obviously, maybe we got a snowstorm, the power's out, but you still got to get to work, car's in the garage. So at that point, the homeowner has to be able to easily disengage the door from the opener, open up that garage door. Now, the next thing you're going to want to pay attention to, because as you disengage the door from the opener, quite often the springs are in pretty rugged shape and they're not doing what they're supposed to do. You are going to want to disengage that door from the opener when the door is about a foot away from being all the way down. You want to make sure you're strong enough and well braced, but here's what's going to happen. You're going to disengage the door from the opener. You got that chain, you pull it. Now all of the weight of the garage door, if it is not held properly in place by the springs, now that garage door is going to become a guillotine. So you don't want to disengage that thing while the door is still four or five feet up. It's going to come down. It's going to make you look exceptionally bad. And if anybody is underneath that thing, they're going to be dead. And you just had a career ender. So moral of that story, give it almost all the way down. Usually that's not a problem because in order to disengage, if you're standing where you were standing to test the door for the other inspection points, you were right near where the photo sensor line is anyway. But make sure you're well braced and that your foot is not in the way of the downward path of the garage door. But be prepared to resist the entire weight of that door once you have disengaged. This is a point where you can make a pretty good show and tell if the springs are damaged. Sometimes the springs are broken, so you really are getting the entire weight of the garage door. It's going to weigh something. You know, if you're not a beefy guy, maybe you want to do some workouts beforehand because you got to be prepared. In any case, you've got your clients there, and you're just going to sit there and hold that for a second. And... My favorite way of describing is basically to tell the homeowners, look, you don't want your garage door to be a guillotine. And then you let that go and you point out how high that garage door is, 12, 15, 18 inches maybe from the slab. And then you let that go after you make sure that nobody and nothing is going to slide under that thing at the last minute. You let that go. The door goes down. It slams. And then everybody gasps, and then the homeowners look at you like, you just saved my child's life. So that's one of the best show-and-tells you will get as the home inspector. When that happens, it's because the springs are not holding the door in place. The proper thing for the door to, to do is to stay exactly in place wherever you left it. The second best thing is for the springs actually to pull the door back up to the ceiling, the dangerous thing, the worst case scenario, is that the springs are not adequately set or they're broken and then you've got a guillotine. So that is certainly something you're going to want to pay attention to and write up. That's what I call a springs fail. So in the garage door category, you want to make sure the door itself is in good condition. You want to pay attention to the noise level, the hinges. 
you're going to want to pay attention to the attachment too. If you have broken springs and that door opener is lugging that door all the way up and all the way down, quite often the attachment between the door and the opener will be severely stressed. Sometimes it'll be cracked. And when that happens, you know that you've got something to ride up. Obviously, if that were to have a catastrophic failure where the door attachments, maybe the screws, maybe the sheet metal, something fails and things just fall dramatically, not good. Kind of stuff you're paid to to help them avoid. You want to pay attention to that disengage chain, the attachments, the rollers, the photo sensors, and the pressure reverse. Definitely the springs as well. So these are the kinds of things you pay attention to as it relates to the garage door and the opener. In the next segment, we're going to be talking about other parts of the garage that you want to notice and write up and provide information to the client so that they're well taken care of. HomeMedicUSA.com, Notchi.org, Google, do your own homework as well, and take care of your clients. You know, Respect them. Don't talk down to them. You may know more about home inspections than they do, but they probably know more about cooking or electrical engineering or whatever it is that they do than you do. So that does not make you superior in any way. Honor what they do, and life gets better for everyone. If I hear that you're being abusive or talking down to these guys, I don't care how much money you're making me. I don't need you on my team. So take care of them. Go out there, do me proud.